Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. Friday edition of the program. So very glad to have you with us as we begin the show. And I can say to you, we've got IU basketball coming up on Saturday afternoon. That is exciting in itself. And to look forward to getting the season officially underway uh, from an IU perspective. College basketball is almost here. A great night of high school football coming up. And the World Series gets underway. Kyle Schwarber, former IU baseball great. We'll look to see if the Phillies can lead an upset bid over the perfect in the postseason Astros when that gets underway tonight. And there's great college football this weekend, although the Hoosiers are off on bye week. We know the challenges ahead for IU football. But uh, a great time for sports as we are smack dab in the middle of the fall. Hoop season is almost here. It'll be the winter before you know it. And uh, a great night, a great weekend ahead, I think, from a sports perspective. Uh, Right out of the gate, a couple things for you. Uh, High school football tonight, we've got St. X football on the Big X. And I know that we're late in the season uh, in Louisville and uh, in the postseason now in Indiana, but we still get questions every Friday, where is the Southern Indiana game? Why are you not broadcasting a Southern Indiana game? We are. uh, It's on 94.7 FM, WFIA, one of our sister stations. And tonight, that game is going to be a good one that we're going to broadcast Charlestown and Heritage Hills. Uh, We think it'll be a great matchup. Heritage Hills' record doesn't match the Pirates, but they play some really tough competition in their part of the state. So they'll make the trip to the Boneyard tonight. Justin Kalen will have the call. 94.7 FM is where you can catch Southern Indiana High School football tonight. And as we move forward uh, in the postseason, sectional championships ahead. Uh, And of course, we hope to have teams make it beyond the sectional round locally. We'll tell you each week where we'll be at, where Justin will be at, covering our local high school football scene. Again, tonight, 94.7 WFIA, the home of our Southern Indiana football coverage from the Big X, just on another station. All right, let's take a look at the show lineup for today. It's a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. We've got some headlines today, and we heard from Mike Woodson yesterday, and that's going to provide a lot of topics and points for our conversations on the program But uh, Trace Jackson Davis, uh, he may not play on Saturday. And also, Tamara Bates may not be available for the exhibition game on Saturday. I'll have more on that coming up here in just a moment. That's all based on what Coach Woodson said uh, yesterday afternoon uh, in his press conference. And again, we get regular press conferences with Coach Woodson heading into the weekend, even though it's an exhibition game just kind of getting in that habit of doing a pregame presser, you could call it. And always a lot of good information comes from those. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Bates and TJD in the opening segment. 
We'll also take you through a little more about Marion University, the exhibition opponent of the Hoosiers on Saturday afternoon, and much more coming up here uh, in this opening segment. Later in the show, Dylan Wallace will join. He's the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, and he will be with me as we talk the latest in IU basketball, get ready for the weekend, college football discussion as well with IU on a bye week and more with Dylan when he joins. And then later in the show, Kyle Nedrip of the Indianapolis Star. He's always with us. We talk high school sports. We talk recruiting. Uh, just a lot of different topics covered with Kyle when he's with us on Fridays, and we'll do that uh, with him a little bit later today. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. And the Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Thornton's is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like their fresh coffee and delicious donuts. So send in your question. How excited are you for Saturday's exhibition game? Are you going to Saturday's exhibition game? What are you most looking forward to seeing or trying to figure out about this team in these early exhibition games? Love to hear from you. Love to get your suggestions for things we talk about and questions for Dylan and Kyle when they join us later in the program today. Again, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Let's jump into some headlines for today here in this opening segment. And I think we start with Trace Jackson Davis, senior forward and sophomore guard Tamar Bates. Yesterday, Coach Woodson said in his uh, presser, that both will be game time decisions in advance of Saturday's exhibition game. Uh, he referred to Jackson Davis as, quote, a little banged up, end quote, and he said that Tamar Bates has been on the sidelines for the last couple of practices. So no real insight as to what's going on. Someone did send me a link to a tweet someone put up earlier this week from John Jones Car Dealership in Salem. That's when Trace Jackson Davis made an NIL visit uh, to the dealership in Salem. And he was seen, you can tell in this picture, he's signing a ball for a young fan. He was seen with a small cast on his right hand. But Woodson didn't elaborate yesterday to say um, if the, that's what had been bothering him or not or if that was just a precautionary cast. You know, keep in mind, there have been times when We've heard on social media or discussion forums or people have sent me texts that I ran into so-and-so player today and they're wearing a boot and this is bad news. It means they're definitely going to miss some games. Well, boots can also be very precautionary if there's a reason to do so. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's a major injury. So who knows? Is there a reason for a little concern that TJD is banged up a little bit to start the season? Absolutely. He's supposed to be the star and the leader of this team, but uh, we'll see how things play out with him. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis, possible that he misses the exhibition on Saturday. No details at all. We've not seen photos of Tamar Bates. There have been no spottings of him. We have no clue what his issues have been that have sidelined him now for a number of practices. But with that being said, uh, definitely uh, something to pay attention to now will be to Trace and Tamar go through warm-ups. Do they play? Do they play a little? Do they play a lot? Uh, so we'll check that out uh, coming up here uh, in the exhibition game on Saturday. Uh, also, some other things to mention to you. Marion University, they actually had a game last night. They were victorious in a big way over St. Xavier from Illinois. 
92-64 was the score in that contest. And for this team, for Marion, uh, they were led last night, if you're wondering who could be good competition, Josh Bryan and a player named Hayden Lankable had 17 points each, and Christian Harvey was in double figures with 12 points, and Tashawn Cherry, who I understand played at Arizona State and then Grand Canyon before transferring down to Marion last season, he had 10 points. So four players in double figures, Luke Goman, who's a Floyd Central product and has had a very solid career playing at Marion. He had eight points last night and was in the starting lineup. So good for him, good start for him to the season. And uh, Luke and his teammates will get a chance to head to Assembly Hall later today for a practice and a walkthrough, I understand. And they will uh, play that exhibition game coming up at 3 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. But that's a little more about Marion. Again, an NAI-level team. Not expected to be great competition for the Hoosiers, but that is not what these exhibition games are. They are uh, to get uh, loose, to get ready, to experiment with some things, and uh, so we'll pay attention to how things go on Saturday. And again, I think the big headline now is TJD and Tamar Bates. Are they there? Do they play? And how much do they play? Also, uh, just a, a programming note, and it's a good time. It signals that basketball is here. Uh, beginning Monday, which is also Halloween for most of the local trick-or-treaters, uh, there will be the return of the Mike Woodson show with uh, the legendary voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher. Uh, 7.05 is when the one-hour program begins. It will originate from Southern Stone Restaurant in Bloomington. And the good news is for all the listeners to this program, if you listen on the Big X, 1450 AM and 96.1 FM, uh, it is a, uh, a show that we carry every Monday night. You can hear Coach Woodson here on the program. So uh, the Coach Woodson Show will be with us Monday. And I've listened over the years to Crean and Archie and, of course, Coach Woodson. Uh, these shows, to me, are much more enjoyable with Coach Woodson because he has a lot of personality. You never exactly know what he's going to say, and he does give away some good stuff. Some of these coaches, specifically Archie Miller, were very tight-lipped, and a one-hour program sometimes was almost too long because you just weren't going to get a lot of stuff. It was a lot of fluff. It was a lot of auxiliary things uh, from Archie Miller. It's a little different with Coach Woodson. You still get some of that, and that's what these shows are about, to promote the program and the coach and the players and, and those around the program even. But uh, I really enjoy the shows with uh, Coach Woodson. You get a lot out of them, and uh, always something that I listen to every week and invite you to join in here on the Big X as well. Also, uh, basketball recruiting, you know, the 2023 class, I'm kind of lost when I think about who Indiana could add. Uh, we know that the coaches have been out on the road a lot this fall, uh, juggling practices and, and getting ready for the season, also with recruiting duties. They also have been watching a lot of young players. There have been some big names to really rise up on the scene. But I'll tell you, with uh, one of the 2023 names that's kind of surfaced a little bit recently is a player named Braden Pierce, and he is seven foot, and he plays center for IMG Academy. And I know that Wednesday there were reports that head coach Mike Woodson was down at the Florida school to watch Pierce and some of his teammates. And so Pierce, uh, again, seven foot. You don't see that every day, uh, but uh, definitely getting looked at by Indiana. We don't know the level of interest both ways, but he could be a possible name coming out late uh, in the 2023 class uh, for uh, maybe a late signee uh, leading up to the season or at some point in the spring at the very latest 
but de definitely another name. And the seven foot thing, I think, really makes him especially a name to pay attention to when IMG begins their high school season here very soon. Also, a couple people have asked, how do you watch the game on Saturday? You're not going. It's not on television. What's the best way to watch? It's Big Ten Plus. Uh, you've got to have a membership. It's $9, $10 a month for the membership. You can pay for the full season or the full year, I should say. If you purchase that subscription for Hoosier Hysteria, uh, you're going to be able to watch it as well, even if you just purchase the one month because it's within the same calendar month as Hoosier Hysteria. Uh, but with that said, if you're going to watch the game on Saturday, you're going to have to do something different because you'll have to get that Big Ten subscription and log in, watch it from your computer or your tablet, or bring it up on your television and to find a way to play it that way. But definitely, this is one of the hard ones to watch. It's not fan-friendly to, to pay for extra stuff. It's not fan-friendly to get it on your big screen TV, but it's one of the few times this season that Indiana will have to be on Big Plus. Unfortunately for IU fans, it's the Marion game tonight, It's or tomorrow, I should say. It's the St. Francis game coming up November 3rd, which is next Thursday. And then the first Division I opponent, Moorhead State, on Monday, November 7th. It also will be on Big Ten Plus. After that, as I scroll through the schedule, everything is on either national television, ESPN, Big Ten Network, uh, again, a national uh, network. I don't think there's anything else the rest of the way that you'll have to worry about needing Big Ten Plus for. So I know it's a pain, but you might want to figure it out today. So you've got it set for tomorrow. So you've got it for the exhibition later next week. And so you've got it for that Moorhead State game. And then guess what? Once we get past November 7th and the Moorhead State game at Bloomington, you can cancel that $9.95 a month subscription. So if I were you, uh, do what I did. Subscribe for the game on Saturday and uh, then unsubscribe once we get past that November game and you've got two months of Big Ten Plus. And I don't think you'll need it unless you follow some of the other sports or you want to keep up with other games that are on the Big Ten Plus online-only online option as well. High school football tonight. I mentioned Charlestown and Heritage Hills. That should be a good one. Providence at West Washington has the makings on paper of a game that could be really good as well. Can we get a number of winners tonight? Silver Creek in action, New Albany, Jeff, Floyd Central. The 5A and 6A schools make their debut in the postseason tonight. I think Providence can win. I think Charlestown can win. I think we can have other winners tonight. New Albany Castle, unsure there. Evansville North, Floyd Central, uh, probably a tough game for the Highlanders. Jeff with a really tough one in their 6A sectional. I think it's going to be Providence and Charlestown that give us the best opportunities to move on tonight and possibly even beyond the sectional round. So let's cross our fingers for both of those teams. And as we head to commercial break, I know we've talked about this some this week, but best of luck to the Providence Pioneers and Floyd Central Highlanders as they play in semi-state volleyball on Saturday. Both teams will play at Columbus East High School, and if they can win that one game ahead of them on Saturday, we could have two teams in the state volleyball championships the following week as well. We'll head to a commercial break. Send in your text, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. We'll be back after a quick commercial break to chat IU hoops and more with Dylan Wallace of the Seymour uh, Tribune, the sports editor there. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, welcome back here on our Friday program. Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, is with me. And, Dylan, I normally ask you this at the end, and I know we've got IU basketball to talk about today, but it's going to be a great Friday night for high school football. Where will you be covering for the Seymour Tribune? I'll be at Bloomington North, actually. Um, you know, uh, Seymour's playing the, the Cougars here up up in uh, Bloomington, and, um, you know, it's going to be a good game. Uh, Bloomington South, Columbus East on the other side of the bracket. So, you know, the winners of those two will see each other next week and then the sectional title game. So uh, looking forward to that. The other game that is in our coverage area that we do is uh, Triton Central. Really good team in two ways going to play at Brownstown Central. So those are my two county games, but I'll be at Bloomington North for the Seymour game. All right, good stuff. Should be a great slate of games across the state tonight. We'll see how the Hoosier Hills Conference, Mid-Southern Conference, other local teams do. At this point of the year, Dylan, my hope is uh, everybody, we have as many local winners advance in the state tournament as we can and extend our football season a little bit in advance of basketball. And speaking of basketball, girls' basketball games begin on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah they really do. Um, it's just snuck up on me really quick, you know, um, you know, for us, I think the, the county teams don't start playing until um, a week from tomorrow, so next Saturday. So, you know, if, if a football team were to win, uh, you know, we get it one more week of just all football stuff, and then, you know, basketball is going to be next weekend already. Um, going to be exciting. And then, you know, you know, the boys start practice November 7th, and, you know, they'll get, they'll get going in, in mid to late November too. So it's all coming up quick, and I'm really excited for it. It should be a really fun year. I think, you know, we touched on it a little bit last year. I think the Hoosiers Conference in basketball should be pretty competitive again. Um, so it should be a lot of fun to watch, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, definitely. All right, Dylan, how concerned should IU fans be with Coach Woodson's comments yesterday that Trace Jackson Davis is, quote, banged up a little bit and is a game-time decision for Saturday's exhibition? I probably wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, I, I feel like this could just be a caution thing. You know, it's an exhibition game. There's no need for these guys to to really be out there. Uh, I think it's I think it's Trace and Tamar Bates that are both kind of questionable to play tomorrow. Um, I wouldn't be concerned, but you know, obviously, you, you don't like to hear that that guys are already kind of dealing with things here and there. But hopefully, hopefully, it's a good thing if they sit out. They're just getting healthy, making sure they're ready for the season opener on uh, November seventh, I believe. So. I would say don't worry too much yet, but um, you know if we keep if it keeps popping up and things can come, and then obviously we should start to worry about it a little bit more. You know, I, I didn't pay much attention, but a listener sent me a text. It was a link to a tweet of uh, Trace signing a young fan's ball when he made an NIL appearance here in Southern Indiana earlier this week, and I thought, oh, that's nice. You know, neat picture. Yeah, a lot of fans here locally I know made the way out, especially young kids. You get to meet your role model. Uh, it's wonderful stuff. It's the good side of NIL, I think. I, I didn't pay it close enough attention in my quick glance that he does have in that photo some sort of, I don't want to call it cast, but brace or something on his right wrist. Did you see that same photo? I didn't notice that at all. I've seen, I've seen a couple pictures of him 
um, out at dealerships, signing autographs with people, stuff like that. But I didn't notice anything on his arm. Um, I didn't. Re- I, I mean, I didn't really look for it either. So yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if it is um, sort of like a wrist or an arm injury, because um, that'd be interesting. You know, usually when things pop up, you expect it to be like a knee or a leg or an ankle or something like that. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice the cast, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, that's all good there. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. If I, it might just be just something that you know, doctors tell them to put on it to to keep it you know stiff and then not have it you know do anything worse when you're kind of just out and about. But uh, hopefully, it's nothing bad. But yeah, I, I didn't notice that in any of the photos that I saw. Yeah, I just pulled it up again to make sure I saw it right. Definitely, some sort of wrap or light yeah. cast or, or small cast on that right wrist, the same hand that he's using to sign the the ball of the fan. So definitely interesting. Also, it's hard to read too much into this stuff. I try not to do that, but we do talk all angles of IU basketball year-round, so I think it's kind of our job to go off the deep end a little bit with some of this stuff. I, I personally was a little more concerned yesterday with Mike Woodson's comments on Tamar Bates because he offered – no explanation at all and said he had missed a number of practices recently or a handful of practices recently. I forget the exact terminology. Um, Tamar is a guy that we've talked about recently as someone we think could have a breakout season and has all the talent in the world to do so. He had a tough year last year being a freshman. Obviously, he had a child. That's a huge responsibility that is running concurrently with his academics and basketball and probably more important than all those put together. But He's somebody I really think can help this team, somebody that I really think can be a breakout player, and uh, we, we don't know his situation right now either. Yeah, and I think Woodson said he, he like you said, he said he completely sat out practice the last, you know, three to four days this week, so he has not been participating at all, um, which which makes you think, okay, that is it is it a little more than like a little nick here or there? Is there something that's really kind of bothering us, holding him out? Um, which isn't good because, you know, you, you've seen it, the way his body looks this year, how much stronger he looks compared to last year, um, he just looks like a more ready player. Anytime you hear him in an interview, he sounds mature. He sounds ready to go. And I think, you know, even Woodson said it in the in the interview he just did. Um, how tomorrow has been the guy that's impressed him the most this offseason in terms of how he's grown on the floor. He said, you know, Woodson said, you know, he's he's starting to figure it out, and you know that gets a lot of people excited because we all knew him coming in last year. We we were excited to see it. You know, he showed kind of flashes, but like you said, I mean, he had a kid. Um, I'm pretty sure he had a death in the family as well where he, he, you know, he had to deal with that going back home for stuff in Kansas. So, you know, there was just a lot of stuff that, that kind of, you know, he had to deal with his freshman season on top of being a freshman and getting adjusted to all that kind of new stuff. So, but I think this year, you know, he's more mature. He's ready to go. And um, you're hoping that whatever this is that's bothering him, that's helped him out of practice the last couple of days is, is something that, that hopefully, you know, goes away quick because, you know, I expected him – you know, I expect him to be in the starting lineup when I was kind of just mapping it out in my head, like, you know, who could start for this team. You know, I think my I think I pre- predicted probably Trace, Race, Xavier, Miller, Coppin, and Tamar Bates. I think those are the five guys that I would put out there, and, you know, we're just going to wait and see there with, with Huchasino and some of the other guys. But, you know, he's a, he's a guy that can play a huge role here, so you're hoping that, you know, whatever he's got is, is not too serious, and then he's able to – kind of get back from it soon and be ready to go for the opener on November 7th. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if him and Trace both are in action tomorrow night. All right, I just got a text from a friend that's uh, involved in coaching, and I'll leave his name off of this just, just to be safe here. But he said, hey, man, I was at practice last Thursday. TJD had his wrist taped, but it did not keep him out of any of the practice. So 
that's a little bit more going back to Trace that sounds like good yeah. news, and this could be more precautionary than anything. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, to hear that, you know, as you said, when he was signing the autograph, he was using the hand that's taped up. So, you know, he's not afraid to use it, even though, you know, you're just kind of writing and, you know, that, that guy said, you know, he was, he was, you know, doing it in practice, shooting. So I think, I think that's probably good news for Trace. And, you know, if anything, you just don't want him to play in this Marion exhibition and, you know, go up and get his hand smacked and have further pain and not be ready to go for when the games actually matter and, and count toward your record. So, yeah, I hope I think it's more precautionary toward him, but I think you're spot on. Is you know maybe this, maybe it's a little bit more concerning on tomorrow's end than it is on Trace's end. And just an FYI for all listeners, uh, coaching friend adds to his text message: Hood, Shafino, and Renault are awesome. They do not look like <laughs> freshmen. And again, he had a chance yeah. to see practice last Thursday. So a little inside information for you here on the Hoosier Report. But that is uh, that is good news as well. That's great news. Um, you know, I think, you know, Woodson was asked about Malik um, and his media availability this week, and, and he's, he said, you know, he's, he's a little bit ahead of the curve. And, and I think that's what we all kind of expected. And we obviously know the, the kind of good, good hype that Jalen's been receiving this, this offseason. Um, you know, Trace has been saying he's a one-and-done type player. You know, in the pro day, the NBA scouts are saying, you know, he's, he's kind of he's like the top prospect on the team. And, you know, I, I'm really excited for these guys. You know, I, I went to the, the Fan Fest thing, and, and just looking at Huchifino, the way he moves, the way he shoots, the way he just kind of carries about himself, he just looks like he's, he's a player and he's ready to go and ready to play. So I'm excited for those guys. I think Malik will be a great addition kind of off the bench. I think, I think Trey said um, – in his, he did the field of 68 thing with A.J. Guyton, and, you know, he was asked about what freshman has impressed you the most. And Trey said, you know, obviously everyone's talking about Jalen, but he's been most impressed with Malik, the way he's come in and um, just been able to kind of dominate those guys at first before they kind of figured it out a little bit. So uh, I think those two guys are, are definitely going to be ready to play. Um, and, and, you know, I, I obviously when we talk about the freshman, we talk about those two, but I do think the other two have really good upside as well, Caleb Banks and, and C.J. Gunn as well. I think this is a really good freshman class. Um, and I'm really excited to see these guys play, but obviously at the forefront of that is, is Malik and Jalen, and I think their contributions will be will be pretty pretty big early on, and at least I hope so, because um, you know bringing in guys that talented, you hope they can find a way into the rotation and, and make the impact that we know they they are capable of making. Yeah, no question. Talking with Dylan Wallace, Dylan is sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. He's with our program on Fridays. We talk IU basketball and more. Uh, the game against Marion is set for Saturday. My question for you, Dylan, I know you're busy. I know you got a ton of things to cover for the paper in Seymour. Do you have your Big Ten Plus subscription lined up yet? And is it just me, or is it a real pain in the butt to have to watch a game on Big Ten Plus? It is. It's not the, the best thing in the world, um, but I don't have it set up But because I, I probably won't see the exhibition games then I might I might think about going to the, the first game myself that's on the Big Ten Plus so I might not have to worry about it but um, yeah I've, I've used it before I've had it before you know as a student at IU you get it for free so you know it's kind of nice to use but it was always kind of weird to navigate um, but you know one thing I'll say is is although it is kind of inconvenient for fans and you know you don't want to have to pay more for, for services that you, you already pay enough for a lot of different, you know, TV services, and you probably will go forward with kind of the new Big Ten media deal. But I think it is cool, um, just coming from the IU Media School, for, for students to get an opportunity to call the game themselves and, you know, be on the floor. You know, because, you know, Indiana basketball is huge. And, you know, for even if you're just doing it for a small exhibition like Marion or the first game of the year against, you know, a, a small team, 
it's a really cool opportunity for for some of the students at Indiana to get the to get opportunity to do it. I know it's not convenient for fans. I get all that, but um, just for the the two or three games out of the year that you're able to do it, it it's pretty cool for the for the kids at IU to to get that experience calling IU basketball. So from that that standpoint of it, I think it's it's a benefit. But yeah, definitely it's it's not the not the easiest thing. Not the not the best thing. But luckily. Um, you know, after I think the first game or so, Indiana should should be on you know actual TV for the rest of the season. So hopefully, hopefully fans will have to deal with it a whole lot. But yeah, uh, I think it's kind of cool for for the, from that standpoint of it for the students in the media school at IU. All right, anything else, Coach Woodson said Friday that stood out to you? I know the Trace and Tamara Bates items uh, kind of stole the headlines, but he had a lot to say about uh, what they worked on this off season and. Uh, very much looking forward to, as you can imagine, that three o'clock game on Saturday. But any, anything stand out? I absolutely loved when he was asked about Jordan Geronimo and you know how, how has he you know been playing the three. And Woodson's answer was, "I don't have a three. I have basketball players." And he said, "I don't. I don't consider guys the one, the two, the three, the four, the five. I have basketball players, and I put my basketball players on the court. And you know, you make the most of the minutes you get." I absolutely love that because, you know, obviously, you know, we all know the, the kind of big buzzword term here is like positionless basketball in the NBA. And, you know, you, you can switch all five positions. Everyone can shoot. All that kind of stuff is, you know, the way kind of basketball was trending. And, you know, with, with college and, and with kind of still kind of traditional big men in, in a, lot of, a lot of these really good teams have really good low post players, all that kind of stuff. You know, we, we kind of get, you know, I, I understand what Woodson was saying. People can get caught up in saying, well, you know, how will Jordan play with alongside Trace or Race and all these things? And I just love his answer. You know, I have basketball players, and he's going to put the five best basketball players he has on the court together and, and see if they can make it work. And I thought it was a really good kind of candid response about how he approaches it, you know, and, and you know, whether or not, you know, that means Geronimo will be more on the perimeter, I don't know. But but I just I just kind of love the way he went about answering that. And, and I think it's a good thing that he doesn't kind of look at it and get caught up and, you know, I don't know if I can put this guy here because, you know, he's not a he's not a two or a three or whatever. Um, so, so I'm happy about that, and um, you know that makes me kind of excited to see how the rotation can 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 uh, can look. And you know, I think we'll get a first good look at the rotation tomorrow night. Even though if a couple of key guys are out, um, it'll be a nice opportunity for some other guys to step in and play. Maybe we'll see some more Logan Dunn come tomorrow, and maybe we'll see some Anthony Leal tomorrow and stuff like that. So, uh, really excited. I just I just love the way he answered that. Uh, I was like, yeah, that that was a good good response, and I just like how he said I have basketball players and. You know, whenever you get in the game, you get to make the most of your minutes to, to keep playing. So just love that part of it. And it just goes back to what we've been saying ever since he's been hired, the way he goes about it, things in interviews and just the honest responses he gives. Uh, it, it's really fun. It's kind of refreshing, and it's nice to listen to. Yeah, the full quote, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it has gotten a lot of traction since yesterday. Quote, I don't have a three. I have basketball players. That myth about one, two, three, four, five, I have basketball players. I put five guys on the floor to play. Whatever spot you're in, you have to make the most of it. That was classic Mike Woodson and why I just gave a plug earlier about the Mike Woodson show beginning Monday night starting on Halloween, October 31st. I love what the guy says. I love his uh, candidness, if that's a word, I think. And I like how he goes about saying what he says. Yeah, it's just great. It, it's really fun to listen to, and you know, even even the the times where you know he's been asked in like post post game interviews, like like on the court, you know, right after our game ends, like in the Big Ten tournament, I remember them asking like, "Oh, you know, you guys just beat Michigan. Will you be like rested and ready to go for tomorrow?" And you know, he he like swore and was like, "Well, you know, he he's twenty five, he's twenty two years old. He better be rested and ready to go. They're young. They can do whatever they need." So like, it's just 
just great for him to just say what's on his mind. And, you know, obviously the quote he said at, at, at Hoosier Hysteria saying Indiana basketball is the SHIT. I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been great just to have him um, just say what he wants, and it's really fun to listen to him talk. Um, he's got kind of like a small, uh, like a, a smooth calmness about him when he when he speaks. Um, so it's just it's just really fun. And every time he has an interview, I always tune in to listen. And you know, sometimes he might not give all the, you know, he won't give away all the X's and O's, and he won't give away these things here or there. But you know, we talks about freshmen, when he talks about you know how the team has a long way to go, and just he's just very open and honest. And it's it's really fun to hear. And, and you know, you hear recruits say the same thing when they when they you know get to meet Woodson. They they talk about just the way he. He's honest and real with them and tells them, you know, how it is. And it's just every, ever since he's gotten the job here, ever since he's stepped in the door, that's the way he's been. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been really refreshing, like I said. And, you know, I just, I just love that quote he said about the, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have a three or four or two or whatever. He, he's got basketball players. And, and that's, the, that's the truth. You know, you have you, – you put the best players on the floor together. You put the best guys, try to make them work with each other. And, you know, I'm excited. I, I just like his mentality, and it's a lot of fun. So – so he, he he's 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 been a he's been a great guy to have so far as a head coach and you know you're hoping this could be a big year for Indiana and if it is you know it's a big thanks to him and what he's been able to build here. And I know this has nothing to do with this season or the upcoming exhibition game, but somebody yesterday asked Coach Woodson about Indiana's season-ending loss to St. Mary's, and he said, "quote Not to take anything away from St. Mary's, we didn't show up, and I don't like that." So uh, again, another good one from Coach Woodson. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I remember listening to that, and they asked. I think the question, the way it was brought up, was sort of, you know, how is he has he approached, you know, this off season differently as you know the year two of college or whatever, and he was just like, well, you know, I don't like the way we ended last season. You know, he was on, you know, he said he doesn't, he didn't like it, he hated it that, you know, they they kind of got blown off the floor against St. Mary's because he knew that he knew they were better. You know, were they better than St. Mary's? I don't know, but they were definitely better to, than what they showed, and they were able. To, they should have been able to compete with with that team as well. So, you know, I kind of like that. That still kind of fuels them. You know, he he's disappointed that they just got blown out, and you know, it makes me really excited that you know he he really takes it personal to kind of get these guys ready for big games. He did. He never wants them to get you know the doors blown off them. And when you think about last season, I mean, aside from that Michigan game, the day the the game game following the Purdue win. You know, Indiana was kind of in every single game they played. Um, you know, they had they were they were kind of in, in a lot of game, a lot of close games last year, and you know, some some got away from them at the end. They won some close games, but you know, they were really competitive in just about every single game, aside from a couple here and there. So, so that's really nice to see, and that gets me excited for this year. You know, when you go play at a Kansas, you're playing Arizona in a neutral site, these kind of big game atmospheres. Um, you know, I, I'm I just trust Woodson having his guys ready to play and having them motivated to go out there because. You know, we've seen with this team, you know, prior to Woodson getting here, you know, road games would always be a nightmare. You'd be terrified of them going on the road. You'd be terrified of them playing in a tough environment because you would just feel like they get blown out. Things would go bad. And then, but you saw them, you know, against Michigan State, they were down, what, like 10 and a half, come start the second half on that 8-0 run, get the game back in it. You know, they almost won the game at Purdue, which is a place where they, you know, have traditionally gotten pretty blown out, you know, in the last couple of years. So, I just like the way he gets them ready to play, and you know, I kind of trust him to get this team ready to play in big games, which is really fun to see. You know, and obviously last year against St. Mary's, you know, there's a lot of circumstances going into that. You know, you can talk about the rest and all that stuff, but the fact of the matter was, he says they didn't show up, and, and he wants to make sure that doesn't happen again. So, love love that quote as well, um, and I'm excited for this year and, and just just the way he uh, hopefully he gets them ready to play in a lot of these big games. So, de- definitely love that one too. 
All right, uh, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Enjoy a big sports weekend uh, as we go. World Series tonight. Can the Phillies and our boy Kyle Schwarber, can they pull an upset here? I think there's a chance. I kind of like the, the, the magic Phillies got going here. Uh, I think a lot of Hoosier Nate's going to be rooting for him. Schwarber, obviously, he's won the World Series once with the Cubs, which is great to see uh, as a Chicago guy myself. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see them play. Um, you know, they got a the World Series always confuses me because it's, it's 2-3-2, and you're so used to, like, the NBA being 2-3-1-1-1. So, you know, if Philly steals one of these in Houston, um, you know, they, then they get three in a row at home. Uh, that'll, that'll be That'll be good for them. So hopefully they're able to pull it off and Swarber gets another ring for himself. Absolutely. All right, Dylan, have a great weekend. Enjoy high school football tonight, and we'll talk to you next Friday. Yep, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, my guest. Wanted to also pass this along. I know we're focused on the upcoming season, but on the athletic, uh, a preseason mock draft for the June 2023 NBA draft has Jalen hood Shafino going as the number 30th pick in the draft to the Indiana Pacers. And he's got Trace Jackson Davis, FYI, uh, going number 51st to Memphis. So Hood Shafido, we've heard a lot about his NBA potential and uh, that early mock draft, even before we have a chance to see him in actual college games, he's kind of already picking up some steam there. So that's something I think interesting to watch and pay attention to as the season unfolds and we get into March and the postseason and see where at that point Jalen is at JHS TJD. I love all the initials too uh, around the IU basketball team. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis star. Some good football tonight. Heritage Hills at Charlestown, a three, a sectional game. And Justin Kalen has the call on 94.7 FM WFIA, it's a good signal. You can catch it all throughout Southern Indiana. And streaming online, WFIA, just Google their website. They've got a good streaming platform as well. Uh, you can keep up with everything going on, all the scores and play-by-play of the Pirates tonight as they look to continue their undefeated season and move on to another round of the postseason. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, welcome back here on this Friday program. Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star, a guest. We talk high school sports, football, basketball, recruiting, and more with Kyle when he joins us on Fridays. And Kyle, we're moving into sectional semifinals across the area. I was talking with Justin Kalen, who's producing the program, and he's got the call of Heritage Hills at Charlestown tonight on 94.7 FM, one of our sister stations. And you know, we've got all of our local teams, or seven of our, lo- our local teams, I should say, from Clark and Floyd counties that play football uh, in sectional semifinal games. And that sounds really good when you look at the success in recent seasons for local teams here in the postseason. But unfortunately, that number's a little jaded because 5A and 6A, that would be New Albany, Floyd Central, and then Jeff and 6A, all with buys last week. So 
Uh, we're celebrating the fact we've got a lot of teams alive at this point, but unfortunately for Southern Indiana football, I think that could change. We've got some really tough games for some of our locals tonight. And uh, a big night, though, of sectional football across the state, Kyle. Yeah, it's kind of our last full night of uh, football, really, when you think about it, because half these teams will be gone. You know, kind of similar for our area, too, Matt. You know, you have so many big matchups. I mean, we'll have, you know, some 6A state championship caliber teams uh, will be turning their gear in on Monday, including, you know, whoever loses the Ben Davis-Brownsburg game and whoever loses the Carmel-Westfield game uh, in 6A. So, you know, those are two uh, heavyweight type of uh, matchups. And then, you know, in 4A with Mooresville and Burbuff, you could argue, I mean, I'm not sure those are state caliber because you have New Powell and Ron Colley in that class. But regardless, you know, one of those two really good teams will be done uh, tonight. So those are some of our, you know, bigger games and, you know, and really intriguing matchups you know you talk about uh you know every year you know seeding comes up and whatnot but uh the good part of that is you end up with uh you know some really good matchups in this round of the tournament uh i, I still would argue there's a better way to do it but you know you, you you do get some really high caliber uh games that should be played probably more or, or you know you could argue could be more regional or semi-state type games tonight already so you know, that's kind of the, uh, I guess, the benefit of doing a blind draw. Yeah, and Kyle, this next topic I think we could probably spend 30-plus minutes on, and we obviously don't have that kind of time. But, you know, I look at 6A football, and New Albany was in 6A for a while. Uh, Jeff now in 6A, and they're, they're kind of right there on the borderline, so they could bounce up and down in future seasons. But 6A is so ridiculously tough for the Red Devils and really across the state. There's unbelievable teams. There's a lot of talent. Could we ever see a Super 32 top uh, class in basketball, which would just be 5A with there currently just being four classes in basketball? But would that make sense? And is that something you think that we could ever see in basketball where the biggest of the big get together and have their own classification that would be a much smaller state tournament than what 4A or any other class currently is, but would gather the really big schools together from north to south in our state? Yeah, I think you could. I think, uh, you know, there's some uh, push for that sort of thing, uh, you know, from uh, not necessarily from the the bigger schools, but I don't think they care necessarily because they're playing the biggest teams anyway. You know, the more what the argument you get is from, uh, say, a school like, uh, you know, a Speedway, for example, that's a, a smaller school that gets pushed up and that their enrollment generally is same year to year uh but they get pushed up into a larger class sometimes because some of the new schools coming in are smaller you know whether they're uh you know in football it may be a school that starts football or a school that uh opens that's new uh charter school or parochial school whatever the case may be but they end up getting pushed up uh, that way I think what you could possibly see in the future is a enrollment cap, and you say, hey, uh, all the schools that are uh, 2,000 and above are in this class, and then you'd end up, I don't even know what that cutoff would be, Matt, necessarily, but uh, but that, but then, you know, you, then your next class would be whatever. You know, I'm just throwing numbers out, but, you know, I think that's more likely that you could end up with that sort of a situation than a... Um, you know, just just the thirty, you know, whatever the number of be mega class for basketball, but you, but that would be that would generally be the result of doing that. You'd have.
larger schools, and then uh, and then you divide by enrollment all the way down to whatever the number is, uh, number of classes. So you have, or you could or you could keep it four classes and do it the same way. Uh, you just up with end up with a smaller number of schools in four A. So I think that's something that there's some uh, there's some I don't know what the word is maybe some interest in that I would say. And it's something that's been talked about, I know, and, and uh, you know, there's been some, you know, so some uh, work done on that from from some people. So, you know, I don't know that we'll see it necessarily, but there is, I think that that could be something that comes up for a for a vote at some point, or a, you know, a proposal that that could you know have some legs to it. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle Nedrip, Indianapolis Star, our guest, Kyle. Uh, recruiting from a basketball standpoint. We had so much discussion over the fall about some of the top young players in our state that I, you, and many others had begun to get involved with. As we head into high school basketball and the preseason practices for boys are underway, the girls' season begins officially on Tuesday night with a slew of games across the state that night. But any name you want to throw out there uh, from an IU perspective or just a general name to watch that maybe we haven't talked a lot about in the high school basketball season upcoming? Well, you probably talked a lot about Jalen Harrelson, but I, I did uh, talk to him yesterday, and we'll have something on him here later, uh, you know, leading into the season. But, you know, he's just, you know, you get a chance to talk to him and watch him, and he's just, he's the real deal. I mean, it's just, he's this really, really good player. And uh, from Fishers, of course, he's a sophomore, uh, and it's amazing that he's a sophomore, and he's a young uh, young sophomore too. So, you know, we talked about his recruiting, and and you know, there's not any breaking news on that or anything like that. But he's a, definitely a Big Ten. You know, there's a lot of Big Ten schools in on him, and all, and all really from all over the country. So, uh, it's going to be fun to see what he does, basically, just to see what his role is. And and you know, he lost a lot of seniors off his team from last year, but. Uh, but he really fit in well with those. Those guys kind of embraced him, and I think that's credit to how he acts and how he uh, carries himself. That you know, because sometimes you see that jealousy from a young superstar type player. Uh, but they all really respected him, and I, I think you know, just a real uh, easy kid to get along with, and um, you know, to 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 kind of root for just because he act he carries himself that way. So, uh, but yeah, he's he's really you know, and I know you guys talked about him and and. Everybody does, but yeah, to me, he's, it's going to be really fun to see what uh, kind of accomplishments he has this year, and really how teams prepare for him because he'll be. You know, I think last year people didn't really know much about him yet. Now teams are scouting for him and working their defense to try to slow him down. So uh, that's something else thrown at him this year that'll be a little bit different than it has been. Absolutely, Kyle Nedrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, have a great weekend. All right, thanks, Matt. You too. And I know I'm going over here, Mr. Producer, but i got to fit this in. Later this afternoon, the BPW Hoosiers Field of Memories opening ceremony at Letty Walter Park in Floyd's Knobs. The BPW Hoosiers were a legendary softball team made up of uh, primarily Floyd County residents, coached and organized by Letty Walter, a local legend. They've got a beautiful field uh, with pavers to memorialize and remember this team and that grand opening is later today at 3.30. For anybody that wants to come out, I'm sure you'll see it on the news later here over the weekend. Have a great weekend. Back with you Monday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.